Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm going to go, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm just fine. Like, let's do this because I'm fine. I know. I feel like it's going to be a while. I, I swear, one of these weeks when you ask me, it'll be like, great, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what year that'll be. But anyways. Uh, but I don't even know what year we are now, so let's get to it. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So the gift that keeps on giving, Nina. So she's in her office for some yes. reason replaying her slap, I think. I feel like that's what she the week started with. Like she was replaying the slap. Um, okay, so I was a little caught off guard, and I don't know, maybe you have some insight into this, but Nina, like when Britt came in and they started to, to <laughs> chat, Nina mm-hmm. says, thank you for not seeing me as victim. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How are you a victim? Be- because you might be sad of the of the shitty things you did. Like, I did not understand that. <laughs> It's like she lives in her own world and that's, and I find her fascinating and frustrating all at the same time. And yeah, I don't really know what she's like. Is she a victim of Carly's because of what happened with Nell? Is she a, a victim of herself? <laughs> I think she's a victim of her own mind because when Britt asked that, I was like, what is even happening? And so I also find it odd, okay, that like... You know, last week, Britt was with Brad, and she's like, I think I know somebody who can help with the whole mob situation. But, I mean, little does she or Brad know the whole Peter assassination was teamwork between Selena and Sonny. Exactly. And the deal was actually made so that Sonny would lay off of Brad. So, right? So, he's already, like, making a deal to lay off of Brad, who he doesn't like. And now, now, like, they want to call Sonny to protect Brad from <laughs> Selena like I mean they it's just they they really don't know like at all what's happening but it's just that Brit has made relationships right like Sonny had a heart to heart with her she's developed like you know a relationship with Carly where you know because of Jason's loss like you know Carly has shared some really personal feelings so the fact that she she thought of oh Brad's in a mob situation let me call Nina I think she hung out with Sunny for a brief time it's like I find Brit had more of the direct contact right like it was just odd to me yes I 100% thought that her call was going to be to Carly to be honest because like the friendship is there even though she had that initial meeting with Sunny or encounter but I think the purpose of like Brit's visit to Nina is for us to just once again just see how twisted Nina's mind is like I loved when, you know, Britt comes to her with the favor, Nina slid in like a, a mob line, like you're coming to me because you want a favor. So she slid in like a cheesy mob oh, line. And then, I didn't catch that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then she goes on t- to say like, well, Brad kept blah, blah, blah from Sonny. And that's his favorite. No. Like she did the whole speech that like. Yeah, she, she pointed like this. Like, I couldn't believe it. She <laughs> said, Sonny hates Brad. He kept uh-huh. Michael. From uh-huh. his son for almost a year. And then mm-hmm. I was just like, between her and Brad, they got all the generations covered, right? Because Brad snatched Michael's son for a yeah. year. And then she snatched his father for almost 
a year. Like, Hello, was, like, is this was, thing on? Was, right, it was unbelievable. But, but I think in that moment, it's, it's just to kind of solidify, I know that we know it, but hearing her say it just makes it so cringy, but also so awesome that she doesn't get it. And so the same vein that she doesn't get it, Sunny also doesn't get the significant role and the repercussions of Nina's actions. So they're both in the same boat right now. They are, and it kind of makes the line that um, Nina said last week stand out even more or just more significant when she looks over at Willow. While this comment also <laughs> applies to Willow, when she says, what fantasy world are you living in? And I maybe Nina was actually curious, wondering, are they close? Are they neighboring? <laughs> maybe we can swap addresses <laughs> to our fantasy world. Um, but like, okay, yes, right? Like getting more of an insight into like what she thinks is possible with Sunny. And obviously that idea of being with him in Port Charles is growing in her mind. But I guess I also saw in those scenes that I didn't like it, but mm -hmm. I felt like a line in the sand, right? Who would be part of whose world, you know? Like who would be right. part of Nina and Sunny's world? Who would be part of Carly's new world? Because that's where like the split is happening and I guess they just and I don't like to say like it's not like the character to do that because I think like like people you could do anything and I mean part of what we try to do sometimes is just to understand why someone did what they did right and yes. so with Brit I guess I felt weird because this is one of those moments where I was like huh that's weird like what where did all this come from like it did feel different to me like we saw a Brit that connected to Carly Right. They mm -hmm. showed all those moments. I thought it would create friction. Right. Because she got to know Carly in a certain way. But I guess the reality is, you know, like Nina is her sister packed person. But then to like <laughs> out of nowhere. Right. Because we have not seen Brit with Nina and Nina's actions also impact impacted Brit. And so yes. all of a sudden she's there pushing Nina on Sunny. And being like, mm -hmm. there might be no home to break. It was just really odd to me Messed like I up? guess I yeah mm -hmm. I did not see that coming that huge push and I was just like okay I guess I miss read all of that I feel you immensely because it's kind of like the whole Ava situation how it was never really yeah. addressed the impact that it made in Ava's life I feel like it's similar to Brit that whole conversation interact confused the f out of me like especially when Nina was like I don't want to be a heartless homeworker it's like dude that's what you were doing for nine months that's what drives me nuts, right? She says these things that sound logical to the people that love her, but she mm -hmm. doesn't believe any of it. Right? Like, it, like, that drives me nuts. But I do agree with you. Like, I do feel like there's the same vibe with Brit and with Ava. Yes, there are pieces missing, and, it, and it's very confusing to me. And I can't quite get a grasp on why the stories for them and those relationships shifted so drastically. Because it's like, look, you know, when it comes to Ava, like, what what I was trying to tell myself was like, okay, well, you know, I, I guess she had a mutual friendship with Nina, but I'm like, okay. And I mean, in all fairness, I guess when it came to Carly, every time Ava, like, was trying with her, sometimes Carly would, you know, push her away anyway, right? Or dismiss mm -hmm. the efforts or attempts. But then I can't help but think about when Sunny came back from the dead and the way Ava popped into Carly's kitchen like they were old friends. Yes. She's like, hey, Carly. And she popped into the morning. Like that vibe, 
right? Because in that life, if Sonny hadn't come back, like the Avery and Carly going back and forth was going just fine. You know what I mean? Like they found a mutual understanding. Um, I mean, look, I know I'm definitely a Carly fan. Like, like I, she's been on the show for forever, but there is something that feels a little off, right? A little like all of a sudden, like line in the sand is what it feels like. Because I feel like it's more nuanced than that, like Ava's relationship to Carly. And I mean, I find that lately in the scenes with Nina, they have been spinning it to make it all about custody of Avery. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe it's all that. But that doesn't make any sense because Ava had all the custody. She had, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. her reaching out to Carly was actually Ava being a great mom, right? Trying to put Avery's needs first. Well, that's exactly it. But when you say drawing the lines, it kind of makes me think like the writers were like, okay, well, who can we force on Nina's side? <laughs> Nina needs some friends. Nina needs some friends. But the thing that I, that I was thinking about too was, mm-hmm. you know, Ava trusts Carly to mother her child, right? Like when she yes. thought that she was in danger, she handed her daughter over to Carly. And for right now, Ava's ideal would be Nina with Sunny, right? So yes. that way she would have an in and making custody so much easier. Um, but then I kind of wondered, let's say that happens. Will that be the moment all of that clicks into place? Will that be the moment you'll see Ava being like, will she want Avery to be alone or just with Nina? Like, what's going to happen there? Will she find herself in the same situation that she did with Sunny and Carly? Will Nina right? be taking Sunny's side? Like, I wonder if that is going to be tricky. And especially with Carly pointing out that Avery's been clingy to Sunny. I do wonder if that's a little bit of a clue, right? Like if Avery continues Mm. to develop anxiety around the fact that her father disappeared, what is that going to mean for when like Nina slithers in? Well, I kind of love what you're saying right now because I can, like I can paint like a whole scene in my head where exactly that Ava's realizing that things, this situation does not work in her favor. And then she will in turn have to go to Carly to seek help about Avery, about custody, about figuring things out. I wonder. I would like that just because, you know, like Carly, um, I feel like there's been not many consequences for Nina, even though Nina thinks it's consequence enough that, like, you know, I'm a pariah. It's like no one asked you to come back. Like, you could have worked remotely for, like, a very long time, but you decided to follow Sunny back to Port Charles, and you're annoyed that, like, ugh, well... The truth came out, and it's just really annoying for me. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. And, like, in terms of drawing lines in the sand, I felt like that essence was there between Michael's conversation with Drew. Like, I was like, what's going on, Michael? Throwing the shade. Like, he's there lifting weights going to Drew. So how's your how's connecting with Sam? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> Sam is dating your brother, right? What? And then he's like, you're a good guy too. Like you deserve happiness too. And I'm like, okay. So right off the bat, he pretty much just says like, whatever to Dante. If you wanted Sam, cool. And then later, like you know, when Drew said something like, oh, I had pushed your dad away. Maybe I shouldn't. And he was like, yeah, you did the right thing. Like don't second guess yourself. So I feel like, okay, this is really interesting. Like, Michael sees Dante and Sunny on a different side. Absolutely. The moment that whole showdown happened in the quarter main kitchen and Dante stood up for Sunny and said, well, I'm protecting my dad. Yep. <laughs> it went down. And he's like, all right, Drew's my new friend, my new bro friend. 
That's exactly what that looks like. He's like, be my dad. Okay. Be my dad. Be my uncle Jason. Have the company. Have the company. So I like, I mean, things are getting really, really divided. Um, and also super awkward when like Carly and Sunny kind of see each other at one of those Carly coming over to see the girls. Before we leave Michael and Drew, even though we do favorite lines at the end, one of my favorite lines that Michael said was, Are you and Sam building a vocabulary? I'm like, that's an interesting way. He said, are you and Sam building a vocabulary? Meaning, like, he was building his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. But the way he chose to say it, I was dying. (laughs) That is such an interesting phrase. I was like, I don't don't, innuendo. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a weird innuendo when you're saying it to somebody who's interested in your brother's girlfriend. Yeah. It's all bizarre, but I'm loving it. This week was, like, bizarro week for me. Extra bizarro. A little, a little, right? Like, like the whole conversation between Carly and Sonny, you know, like he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He's like, uh, sorry, okay, I need to get got- those sounds out before you can start talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought of you a lot. Like whenever Sonny does anything, I just like <laughs> Melvin's you really upset right now. Like just things that he said, like you proved your point. Like, come here, little lady. <laughs> you know, called your bluff. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, she's not playing games. He's, she's like, it's not like I'm, I, I literally just need the space to think, okay? Instead of playing house with you as you simultaneously love Nina at the same time. So, like, there was that. And also, like, so it's their dynamic was weird. But also, Sunny is with Brick. I was like, excuse right? me? Like, when Sunny told Brick something, like, uh, something about, like, you know little about marriage or something like that, I was just like, okay, all right. Like, we know it's the whole, right? It was cold. And it was very, like, um, I mean, we know it's the whole med situation. But even said, like, oh, a mob threat. Nothing compares to what's going on with me and Carly now. It's like normal Sunny would never say that because a mob threat threatens his family. I know. I feel like I need to walk in there and explain it. Like, no, actually, life and death <laughs> matters more than you sobbing over Carly. It does. It does. Um, so, so yeah, like all of that. But, I mean, I'm glad that it came out, right, that Carly is aware that he may not be on his medication. So part of me is comforted when she said that. I'm comforted yes. by, like, Dante just being aware that his behavior, you know, might be a little you know off but mm-hmm. in terms of the new player i mean i think we now know who it is yes why don't you explain uh, no. it anymore <laughs> <laughs> well what i'm thinking is is it jennifer smith oh she's yeah, okay, fr- yeah she's yeah. frank yeah she's frank smith's daughter so i'm just wondering if like she's the new player or if that's just a luke specific storyline but maybe maybe Okay, so that that felt super flat. Uh, Also, when she came back at the end, thank God for Laura being like, Jennifer Smith, because I was like, Googling Jennifer Smith. Like, what? Me too. (laughs) I was like, I was going to say, I did some research. I know I didn't have a whole lot to add to that sentence, but I did look her up. There is a sordid history. She was obsessed with Luke. She kidnapped them. Felicia saved them. It It was a whole thing. I feel like we read the same article, but anyways, it, it was a Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So, okay, something that really, really made me think of you, and I, again, like I might have said this before, but like, it's just something that you pinpointed, and it like it could seem very small, right? You have these big storylines of the whole Nixon falls and blah 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 and all that stuff, but you kept pointing to something that was like, yes, but it's about the choices that you make, mm-hmm. and you you kept saying that through the whole Nixon falls, it's about the choices, and just saying something like it's about the choices or content, like. It just feels, it felt smaller compared to, let's say, the, dr- the drama that was going on, right? You know, like him not really being dead and, and Nina stealing him. But that is what is really making this story right now. Like, Because right now that they're back and everything is slowing down, it really is about all that minutia, the tiny dynamics, the things said, the things unsaid. And I think that for me, like, I'm in awe of that. And I feel like when Carly was talking to Sam and said this... Mm-hmm. I did not act on my feelings. That being the distinction between what Sonny is doing and Nina is that he's acting on his feelings for her. Yes. Oh my God. That conversation was so incredible. I love seeing them together. And again, this is what I mean. Lines in the sand. Okay, so we know where Sam stands. And I liked the rekindling of their friendship too, right? We know that currently Carly's BFF is Olivia, and then Sam pops in. But I can't help but notice the trend of the quarter mains behind Carly. Drew, yeah. Sam, Olivia, Michael. Yes, she's going to be in that quarter main house, I'm telling you. How? What? She has to. She can't stay in the hotel forever. She's going to need to be around people. Olivia's like, you're going to need to be surrounded by love. We have people who can help you out. It maintains the same lifestyle. Like, let's say she were to bring the kids over until she gets, like, you know, wants to be alone on her own. She can still bring the kids over to the quarter main and still have that same, like, lifestyle feel. I want it, though. Is that weird? It's so weird. Like, Monica has to be involved somehow because Monica and Carly have not had a face-to-face since. Yes. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's oh going to be gosh. beautiful. I think it's going to be like that moment because we saw that breakthrough moment with like saying that you made Jason happy and like she appreciated that and the past is the past. But that extra step of like taking her into her home, like that just, uh, I don't want to say it's like she'd be like honoring Jason in that way of helping her. Okay. You know how we were saying like, you know, how Michael's really upset, right? And it like the divide is like Jason's family, meaning... Carly and Michael versus like Sunny. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like, that's the whole point, right? Like Sam is there on behalf of Jason. Spinelli was concerned for Carly on behalf of Jason. There is a Jason-ness bubble around Carly in some weird way. But I'm Mm -hmm. so excited because we talked about this. You know what I mean? Like even like when she was marrying Jason, obviously that was like clear, right? She'll be part of the four domains <laughs> and we'll get to see all those scenes. And then even after he died, there were inklings that we might still get that. But I just loved all these things coming true, right? Like the fact that she did end up in the Metro Port. I did say she could use a good drunken girls night while it was Sam and her having a few beers. Mm-hmm. Still, okay, still loving it. So I really, really loved them catching up and having that conversation. And again, acknowledging that it's, acknowledging that awkwardness right yes that Carly and Jason had feelings because they've never had that real talk I just like the fact that watching a scene where they disentangled tough feelings I really like that and I don't know if they've always done that or if that's new or maybe I just think that it is because I'm an adult no I I feel that um it was different. Like one thing you brought up, I think it was last week or the week before, is that we're seeing real parts of this. Like, yes, it's a big story with amnesia and all of that, but we're seeing how 
marriages fall apart, how mm-hmm. not telling the truth, how timing, how being selfish about your quest and not honoring, you know, your partner's wishes, like how all those things, how, you know, she was shoving her feelings deep down. Like she admitted to Sam that she was embarrassed and she felt stupid and it was just easy to be angry. And, you know, Sam completely validated all of her feelings. And those are important things that usually we're in it for the drama, but I do feel like they're dissecting this story in a much different way where we're getting to see all of the pieces fall. I really like it though. Like that, I could really appreciate it because it struck me as very, very different and very vulnerable. And I liked it. It felt like I was, we were getting way more of an insight into the experience of the, of the characters than you. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love that Dante is being the voice of reason with Sonny when it comes to Carly, kind of pointing out that like, you know, maybe you are wrong or maybe you did do something that that hurt her. So I do appreciate that a lot. Oh, my God. So, so damn much, especially when Dante called him out on two things, giving Carly her space and two, Jason and Carly does not compare and it is not on the same planet as Sunny and Nina. Exactly. Because I don't think Sunny wanted to hear that. And it was kind of no. interesting, right? Because it's Sunny's son. And I'm sure, you know, like for Christina, it was really weird to see Carly move on like that, right? Um, yes. And for him to even say, like, they didn't know. Like, they really didn't know. And they, like, not only that, told him the truth immediately. Like, yes. if I have to hear Sunny say, oh, I didn't yeah. tell her because Jason died one more time, mm-hmm, I'm like, a good mm-hmm. time to have said it would have been like, right after you were grilling each of them on that. (laughs) Like that would have been a really, really solid time. I think. Yes. Like, I mean, as you know, I am tired of his whining. I'm tired of his defensiveness. I'm tired of him not respecting Carly's emotional boundaries and, and acknowledging the way she feels that he is solely making this about him and that she should just get over it. I am. I was really hoping that Scott would punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) like oh my gosh that was just amazing like I can't even I can't even explain how super freaking fun that whole scene was like I like I like I can't even imagine what Phyllis thinks right being there because I'm like this is weird right because Dante is Sonny's son he walks in to me this is the first like Phyllis Dante meeting and Phyllis is in the background and that's not acknowledged so I was like, okay, all right. But I can't even imagine what it was like for her to watch Sunny, right? To watch her yeah. Mike Sunny be this way. But I just love the history, right? Scott coming in. Because I was mm-hmm. I was worried we weren't going to see him because, like, he had posted on Twitter that he was done taping yes. for a while. And if you notice, like, Martin was stepping in as the lawyer. So we weren't seeing people with Scott. So I was so happy to see him on screen again. But I loved it. I loved the nostalgia. I loved seeing all the veteran characters like today. Uh, Victor is something else, having his bodyguard fight for him. Right? Oh my god, what a piece of work! I wanted to get. I wanted. Who is it that said that? I think all the people on the haunted star said somebody needs to punch Victor. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yes. Yes, they did. But yeah, so I, I love that. I love all those scenes. So like Dante's a bit everywhere, right? He was there. He was at the memorial. But he was also helping Brooklyn move. Which is so freaking cute. Like I, when Finn and Dante were the ones to help move, I'm like, this is the loveliest foursome ever. I'm so happy. <laughs> but I loved it, right? I, I Like I find we're seeing more 
connections and people interacting that make logical sense, right? <laughs> like I find, like I find we're seeing more of that. And also, I was surprised, you know, when Finn's like, "I'll, I'll drive back the moving truck," and I'm like. I'm sorry, but Brooklyn's a quarter main. And even and even Dante's mommy is a quarter main. Telling me nobody could have like hired and arranged for this move. Mm-hmm. Get movers. I'm like, I mean, I'm okay with it. I was just hoping they would like take their shirts off, but I mean they just moved a box, whatever. But I think that is how you are supposed to move though. Right? Oh with my their god. Shirts right? Off. Whatever. <laughs> big fail on the part of GH <laughs> right you get me Jeez. but they did have the gym scene after which yes I always like I love how much that gym is being utilized it's great <laughs> okay speaking of, of things and sets being used like this I love the whole so like that's Jax's house and I love that right? I, love, I love the history that they brought to it um when she explained like Lois called Jax like they go way back like I loved, I loved like her name, her mom's name being thrown into the whole thing. I love the little backstory they gave that history. Um, but it's getting rough for them. Like she obviously really, really cares for Chase. I love yes. the dance that they're doing, right? Like I'm all good with it, but I did feel horrible for her. Like, right? Because like Chase just came up with a lot of stuff to say about not being interested. But it was like, I didn't understand why he had to go so far. Like, he was, you know, like, it was a little extreme. Like, a kid, when you said, did you do that? No, because I was over here doing this and doing that. And it, it was just, like, very, like, a little kid being caught in the corner and just went the end that he should not have went to with that speech. Well, even Dante kind of reacted like, whoa, like, that's just a little harsh. Yeah. So, like, do the, the, like what's wrong with Chase? Like, one, he never thought, <laughs> like, as a detective... He never thought that her seeing all of his bits and almost kissing might have altered their relationship. He doesn't think that him running his mouth the way that he did might have had something to do with her shift in mood. This is the part that I find interesting, though, because he was supposed to be, air quotes, in love with Willow. But that was Mm -hmm. all the idea of love, and she's this meek, calm person, so vastly different than Brooklyn. And I feel that because this is actual grown-up adult love from being friends with somebody and then liking them, that he doesn't know his head from his butt. Like, he does not know what's going on. He just knows that when he's around her, he sparks. He loves being around her. Every time she's like, what did she say this week? You're like the best detective. And he's like, oh my God, really? <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with himself. I totally agree with that. I totally agree that it was the idea of Willow. And that contrast between Willow and Brooklyn is being brought up because they are so drastically different. Like Ned brought it up. Right. Not that they're different because he said, I could see you guys as a couple, but I mean, that's a thing, but I do agree because remember she had her nickname of like snow white and all that stuff. And it almost did feel like she was a caricature of even herself. So I do agree with that idea that Chase may have very well been in love with the idea of who, you know, Willow was right. And for a long time, Willow, it just felt like Willow was this, I don't want to say trophy because I do mm-hmm. think he loved and cared about her, yes. but I feel like it was a little bit like that. Like I want to get what I had back, even though even he had sort of started to move on. Exactly. Does that, that make whole, sense? I, Does well, it's like he's I, idealizing. Is, is that the right word? This whole vision of their relationship, but it's not the actual person. Whereas with right? Brooklyn, it's very different because it's the reality of who she is, 
and that he was friends with her and they built a foundation. He's like putting his neck out on the line for her. Like it's far more solid and real based on flaws and, and everything. Like it is just like all out there. I can't wait for, for things to go down there, but I just want to ask you this. Okay. Okay. Um, so when Brooklyn heard the noise uh-huh, uh-huh. and they, and they, and they give you a glimpse of the scene, what did you think was going down? I don't know. Cause I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't think Victor's that smart yet. Like, I don't think he's there to figure out that that's the baby. I didn't think it was Austin. Um, Maxie wouldn't break in. So I was really at a loss. I'm like, is it just a legit robber? What did you think when you saw the blankets at the front entrance later realizing there is a fireplace there, but such an awkward space to put some blankets? I was like, damn children. <laughs> okay. So, so the thing with me, when I saw the blankets, yeah. <laughs> because remember the house was vacant yeah. and she just took it over. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, squatters. There's squatters. <laughs> Poor Charles. She's <laughs> like, because like, I had zero clue. And then I was even pausing, like, who, who's that in the blue coat? And then, like, obviously it all made the sense. And I love how everybody was super chill about that. You know, like, Cameron and Joss went to her dad's vacant house to mm-hmm. have this sexy time. And everyone was like, oh, my God, is your head okay? Great. And, like, everybody was really cool about it. Like, Elizabeth was really cool about it. She's like, okay, I'm glad you called me. I'm going to make sure you're not concussed. Um, let's go home. <laughs> okay, so when we – okay, so you thought it was squatters. Yes. Um, but then I you finally so realized. <laughs> yeah, I'm so realized. stupid. <laughs> but, like, I love the the playback with, like, Maxie and Brooklyn and using the term sexy time. And – yeah, like nobody reacted. I was just waiting for like, and then they just like go back to Elizabeth's house and they like kiss in the living room and they're like, we'll try again at the cabin. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but Elizabeth does address it. Like, are you guys being safe? And he didn't have it in him to tell his mom, be like, mom, we haven't had a first time yet. Like he didn't say anything, but she said, we'll talk about this in the morning. And then it got interesting. We saw a clock turn. Okay. And then we had some words that indicated it was now morning time. And then Dante showed up. (laughs) It was was all very exciting. I'm not, the clock really threw me off. I was thinking about it for days and I have nothing to show for it. I'm like, the clock, the whole clock scene just like really threw me through a loop. I don't know. Um, But I think it was to indicate that the time passed. And now we're back to some creepy stuff, right? Because they alluded to something, you know, funky going down, I think, two weeks ago. When they gave Finn and Elizabeth one scene Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. entire week to talk about the ring. Okay, Okay? so it it made me think about you, though, and that stuff you said. Which one of her sons had, like, the the breakdown? It was Jake. It kind of made me think of you. I'm like, oh, my God, is she right? Is he doing some creep stuff? I don't know, but it's so, it has to be somebody in her house. But part of me was thinking this. It might be a little far-fetched, but I was like, Esme is busy. Like, she's just busy <laughs> being a creeper, you know? Because she's so obsessed with, like, killers and psychopaths and all right, that stuff. Right. Um, but I don't know. But I, I love how, like, quick thinking that Elizabeth is. Like, now that she's hit a body, she's like, I know how to cover up things. 
And so <laughs> when she lied and was like, yep, the keys are right here. Because Dante wouldn't know the difference, right? Right. He'd be like, those are keys. She's probably not lying. <laughs> and then she's trying to get Cameron to like, shut up. <laughs> be like, I stop know. it. It's fine. We'll figure it out. But then I think it was Knitting the Blues had mentioned, what if it's like Elizabeth's own stress? I thought about that too, not going to lie, because every time she holds the ring, it kind of freaks me out because everything just gets kind of weird and slow every time they do a close-up with her in that ring. I'm like, is she kind of loose, like just can't handle the situation, didn't have enough time to process and is dealing with it in this way? And she did bring up. Yeah. She brought up this week, which I thought was interesting too, on the date with Finn, that her parents basically said she was a troublemaker and like sent her off to Port Charles. I'm like, is that some sort of like, and she used a different word, but I'm like, is that a a clue to like, she still has a like troubled stuff in her? Like, I don't know. Well, I definitely think it, it makes her come alive, right? Reminding people of what her history was. Like no one cared mm-hmm. and dumped her. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, her parents were like, you should go stay with your grandmother, and then no one ever called her again. I yeah. think that can leave some scars. And the fact that she even said it was something Franco was trying to get her to address and never did, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and it's just like, now that we're talking about it, I think about the things we've said about Elizabeth, that she is forced to kind of hold it together at all times because of her kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, and like, covering up a murder can add some stress oh yeah and, like, and then the especially... murder of your spouse and mm-hmm. oh god it, a lot of things are adding up right now because even finn you know he made mention for the first time that he's having nightmares about the situation how it's affecting him in his life i don't know there there could be something there because like i mean look yes jake did some really messed up things and got the basement blown up when he was a kid <laughs> or something of the sort Oy. but it's just like how old is jake to kind of take keys and go across town to an art studio and throw gas like you know any of her kids really like are they really in that place to do something like that and what will be the purpose because loving franco and and i just don't see how it connects anymore like i have to admit the first thing that popped up into my head was jake because you mentioned Mm -hmm. it but now that we actually like talk it through like maybe it is elizabeth (laughs) maybe it is other than that i don't know like what kind of person could be targeting them the only other kind of like psycho that's been in the house has been Esme she has gone to Cameron's house but again I don't know what her interest in Franco would be exactly well I I can't wait to see how this unfolds for them and I'm just sad that something else really crazy is happening though I know right but at the same time I'm kind of like glad right for the like Weber clan you know for Elizabeth to be getting these continuous stories right and to have things continuously like evolve within her world and her family um but even Finn Finn like, I was happy how he handled that um, interaction with Peter. Because I was like, don't fold, right? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Anna handled it. Remember, there was no evidence, no proof. It's his word against yours. So, like, let him talk. Mm-hmm. And then I was afraid that he got to Finn when he was, like, something about his reputation or whatever. But I'm like, who's going to care? Like, Peter, you really think you're going to ruin <laughs> Finn's reputation? Who has, like, cured incurable diseases? You are desperate to get out of jail. Do you think you saying anything about Finn is going to matter? Right? I just think it's bonkers that he truly believes that this is a positive thing for him. Like, Martin, you know, fed him a spoonful of truth, which was fantastic. But I'm like, Peter, you're so messed up. So I loved, I love that, you know, Finn was just like, no, I can walk out of here. You can't. Mm-hmm. But then he tells it all to Chase. 
to oh, how did you how did you feel about that I feel like that statement alone tells me <laughs> um okay so when he like first spills a little bit right about being on the roof he's like what are you talking about and the thing is I feel like this is another show that demonstrates this demonstrates how chase is really moving into that gray area yeah. right because he heard of a crime and he rationalized the whole thing yes Gross. right <laughs> he wasn't like oh no i'm a cop don't tell me this he didn't badge anything up like as it is, he punched <laughs> valentine right punches mm -hmm. valentine is i guess committing fraud pretending to raise a baby with Brooklyn. And now he's very much aware of the crime his brother committed. Like, he's no longer the chase we once knew, everyone. I love him more. Exactly. So I felt like that's sort of what that was. And I mean, the crappy thing is, it's like if Dante heard that, I don't know what he would do. Because Dante will arrest mm -hmm. anybody. <laughs> if you could, like, if you commit a crime, he's like, okay, there's nothing I can do. Like, he's arrests more family than I, I don't even know. Do you think there's, like, a point system for him? Like, a reward system? That's why he does it. <laughs> like, he gets air miles? <laughs> you know, because, like, look, you know, Dante's badge is what kept him at arm's length from his family. And with Chase, it's not the case, right? Because all the closest people <laughs> to Chase are committing crimes. And if Chase were to be all about the badge, he would never have this, these, like, amazing moments with Brooklyn or his brother. Oh my God, I absolutely love that because you're right. It's not Chase and Dante would be only each other's friend. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave Peter, I do have a question for you because when he was talking to Martin, mm -hmm. he said to Martin, um, I had um, an accomplice to get me yeah. out of the hospital. I'm like, who do you think he's talking about? Okay, so at first I'm like, I don't really know if it's Cyrus, right? Because at that point, Cyrus was in control of the hospital. Yes. And so even if it was Cyrus, that means literally nothing because Cyrus is already <laughs> in jail. Um, the only other person I can fathom, which would make sense, could be Victor. Um, because any other actual accomplice, like the pilot or the nurse and their siblings, like that's a moot point, I think. So I, I think it has to be Big Fish, like maybe Victor. I totally agree that, that he would be ready at this point in time to throw anybody under the bridge. Um, but one thing that completely... Under the bus? Like, <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like, bridge, be, a, be a troll! <laughs> be a troll under the bridge! <laughs> oh, like, dear. I was like, wait a second. This week when I was talking to John, I'm like, I said something, and I said something like, the money train, and he's like, it's the gravy train. <laughs> I was yeah that's it I don't understand <laughs> I was like I'm like money moves on train he's like there wasn't movie money train so I'm like I think that's where I got it from anyways <laughs> that's amazing we are sisters that's for sure um okay <laughs> the one thing that made me laugh in that scene was that Martin's like just let me do my job blah 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 blah. and then he gets to this part he says all you have to do is go into that courtroom and look penitent and then yeah. they put this the camera on Peter's face like how? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like it's just not believable. Like it's just not believable. Like he has evil eyebrows on like all the time. So that's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna be tough. Um but yeah, Peter. So he has that encounter with Felicia 
And it stays with her, right? Anybody who talks with him, like, he knows how to get under their skin. He did it to Finn. He did it to Felicia. But then Felicia took all of her stuff to Maxie. Dude, uh, how did you feel about that? Um, I'm like, look, I know Felicia's trying to help, but, like, I don't like it at all. Because, right? I mean, you know what? I, and I get it. We know the truth. We know what Maxie is trying to do. But, like, you know, it's like, was I a bad mom? Yeah, you actively yeah. chose to not be a part of her life. Like, we know this. She knows this. And I, it, honestly, that made me, like, I was having a flashback. And part of me was like, should I find that scene and post it? But I didn't do that. I didn't put it into action, but I was flashing back to the scene at Georgie's funeral where Maxie rips Felicia a new one. It is like brutal, brutal. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about. But yeah, because there was a lot going on there, right? In that yoga room. Sasha was trying to breathe, right? She was trying to do (laughs) something, putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I can't help but think that while Gladys is annoying, like she really is trying. Oh my God. And that was, that's what I loved about that whole scene is that you have Gladys being kind and fair and pushing in her way, but in a, in so it's, she's so vastly different than she was in the beginning. It's coming from a nurturing, caring place. And then you have Felicia who Maxie has always been the parent. And now she is parenting Felicia, trying to make her feel better about her parenting skills and that, Oh, she had an encounter with Peter and he was mean. Yeah. No S-H-I-T. He was. Like, it was so interesting to see that contrast of Gladys being more mom-like. Oh, wow. Yeah, when you put it like that, it was not great. And then, like, her trying to get Austin to get Maxie to go, and it kind of sucks because now Maxie has to go back there just to make sure he doesn't remember anything. So the thing is about Austin, and now that he knows, you know, he got kind of Felicia's blessing about Maxie and how much Maxie trusts and likes him. If he had any doubts before, it's really been kind of like... It showed him that, yes, you know, Maxie likes me. And even if he does realize something, that's going to bring him and Maxie closer together. Like, obviously, we don't want anybody else to know what the situation is. But if he does have a faint memory of Brooklyn being there, that's going to help him understand the closeness that they have. But I think he's smart enough at this point to keep his mouth shut. I hope so. Because if Austin is looking to tear Brooklyn down, he might think Brooklyn stole her baby if Maxie Uh doesn't intervene. Right? He might think he's doing Maxie a favor and getting her baby back if Maxie doesn't, you know, read Austin and step in in time to explain it. And if the secret has to come out and she has to explain it to Austin, I mean, it's really just this communal secret. Like, like so many people (laughs) will know. I mean, if they can pull that off, like how they did that whole Ryan Hospital cover-up thingy to get Jordan's kidney, I feel like the whole community of Port Charles could come together. And protect Maxie's baby and I'll just lie about it. I totally agree. What do you think <laughs> that whole conversation with Anna and Valentine about Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't think Anna likes the fact that in her mind, like Brooklyn is this young girl, right? Yes. This young girl, this young mother, that these international spies slash criminals are mm-hmm. out to get her. I think she thinks it's maybe going a little too far. Uh, yeah, I was kind of freaked out when Valentine was all like, "Yeah, you don't know I was this guy." Blah, blah, blah. Can we? Be I've friends? always, <laughs> I've always been this guy. It's like, no, no. you stopped being that guy for like a while now, a while. <laughs> but okay, 
it's two weeks in a row that we see, you know, like, or was it last week or the week before? Weeks are mushy. But when um, Trina sees this, like, different side of Ava, and now we have Anna seeing, like, Valentine's bringing out his old self. Like, it's an interesting theme. And it's also a weird coming out of the couple, right? Because it's like... <laughs> Like, all of a sudden, like, New Year's was the day Anna decided she didn't have to kiss him in private. Like, I don't even know what to make of that, right? That Anna's like, I'm full in. It's New Year, That's... new me, baby. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, sure. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and, you know, maybe she'll look out for Brooklyn. But I'm, like, terrified. She has all these really scary men after her. I mean, like, Victor, you know, Valentine. I mean, Austin, I don't really know how scary he is. I feel like he's relying on Valentine to come up with something good. Mm-hmm, me too. <sighs> but, yeah, that's, like, I, I can't wait for that secret to come out. Me too, because in the end, it's just going to make Valentine look ridiculous and him not following his gut instinct. Because there was that moment in the Quarterman kitchen where he's like, if it was protecting, if you were doing this to protect the baby from a bad guy, I'd understand. It's like, well, hello. (laughs) He knows everything, right? Remember at the start of that whole conversation with Anna? Like, he's, she's like, I have a favor to ask. And he's like, yep. And she's like, you don't even know what it is. And he knew it from start to finish. So I feel yes. like, you know, he's ignoring, he's ignoring that. But speaking of secrets, you do have like Marshall who has all of the secrets. Um, <laughs> like now they're saying he could have been in witness protection when I didn't know what to yes. think. Right. Because he says, I just went into hiding, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Right. <laughs> Cause we thought it was witness <laughs> protection. The phone call sounded like he could have been WSB, but then he did say it was mob stuff, but like now he can't talk about his past. And now he also cannot talk about his medical history or current medical condition. I couldn't even, what did Curtis say that maybe he's like, so what? I can only know that you play the clarinet. <laughs> I know. I love, I love that. I love that. And I'm so sick of everyone being like, it's your dad. Like, yeah. I know you want a relationship with him. And it was tough, though. Like, his conversation with Laura, that was tough, right? Because Laura's like, I disappeared for a while. But that's hard mm. because he knows Laura. Even for <laughs> me, it was hard to wrap my head around. I'm like, yeah, but Laura, we know you, right? Exactly. Like, we know you. <laughs> but I don't know Marshall. And he needs to say more stuff. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's not, it's not a bad thing to have that pointed out to him. Like even Drew said, he may have very well did this out of love and it's, it's good for, for those seeds to be planted. It might help, you know, with all of Curtis's reservations and anger. But again, what is Curtis supposed to build on? What did you eat last Tuesday? Like, what is he <laughs> supposed to do with the nothingness of what Marshall is willing to share? Exactly. Like, I just don't understand where this can go. Like, and, and Marshall's not giving him anything. I don't think it's Curtis's responsibility to figure out how, how to have a relationship with him. I know. And so what do you think? Epiphany is going to fast track to doctoring? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, oh, okay. We have another doctor on staff. That's cool. She deserves it. It's, it would be really cool because I, if it happened quick, which I think it might. Really fast. I mean, really, everything really, really, really happens fast. really fast there. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of crazy, right? Head nurse, doctor. I'd be so excited. Who do you I'm... think would be head nurse? Do you think Elizabeth? Yes, absolutely. <gasps> yes. I like that. I, you know what? I think they do need that, right? You know, like how they revive the quartermains. I do think they need to like revive, like they have a lot of good hospital staff that we'd love to see, but I think we need to cement some key players, right? Like we don't see Monica. Monica works at the hospital. That's true. Right? So I do think you need some of that there. 
I think so too. And and you said, you know, earlier, like we love the focus on Elizabeth's life and seeing her, her family develop. And it's just like, we have a kinship to her now. And she came from nothing. And a lot of those families in Port Charles already have money. So it would be really nice for her to get a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also something Ava pointed out, right? Today, oh, when Spencer. She t- yeah, because oh. like, I mean, Ava did not come from money, right? And it was also something that came up between her and Esme. Like that resentment. Yes. Yes. Little was... rich kids. <laughs> so <laughs> spoiled. Like it's so hard to watch. And and I'm so happy she's the voice of reason. But I love the like little like throwaway lines. Like Spencer kind of in the background. Like I don't want to leave with you. Why am I going with you? Like he just sounds like a little toddler. <laughs> I, I liked. <laughs> yeah. All the bickering was cute. I mean. How did you like the funeral today? Like, that was Luke's funeral. And honestly, I tried looking up stuff since you last said that you found an article where, like, the actor just wanted the the, the um, Luke's story wrapped up. I have not mm-hmm. been able to find that. So if, uh, I don't know how to work the internet. So if you find more, <laughs> okay. let me know. Because I am super curious about all of this. But how did you like it? You know, how did you like the people that were there? Everything. I think it was true to him. Like, we had all the legacy characters. We had some of the younger generation. We had a Helena appearance. (laughs) I love that. Of course. Of course. Right? And But I loved what was the best part about that is, and that whole Helena thing was that Laura's like, F this. I'm pulling the plug. She's gone. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it because it made me feel like... It wasn't like a Helena starting a whole other kind of mystery, but just a nod, which I liked. Exactly. And it it, it honored him in the sense that, like, I was so happy it was at the Haunted Star. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved that the ashes hit Scott in the face. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That could not have been. (laughs) Like, like the way that was done was amazing. You know, like, Tracy being Tracy, being like, I hope you liked it. It's you and me now. I have no words. Like, how she can go from just glib to kind of really, really emotional. And just her serious scene. And then Scott's was so perfect. And I think that's what made it so great, too. It's the the dark humor, you know, like Scott just swearing at him. And, you know, Luke still has Lassay, the interaction between Alexis and Tracy. That was kind of interesting, too, like just to see how they're doing and making sure that Tracy's staying strong. It killed me when she was like, um, what did she say? She's like, uh, do you want to ride home? Like like that whole thing was so good. It was so loaded. It was so fun. My favorite line was when um, Scott goes to Robert, do I look presentable? And Robert's like, why start now? Oh my God. So good. <laughs> so on point, my friend. So it good. was, it was good. I guess, I mean, look, I felt weird that there wasn't a montage. Yes. Is that stupid? <laughs> no, it's not. But montages make me cry. So in a sense, I was like, okay with it. But I do agree. It would have been worth it. There was so much good stuff. The old scenes when they film outside, an explosion scene, him like on a boat. Like there's, I made my own montage, obviously, in my head. (laughs) Clearly. clearly. (laughs) But yeah, I agree. It was missing, but it it just, it still worked what they did. But But I guess I'm still in disbelief. That's why I need you to find me some articles and send them to me to make me understand. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, was good. I guess I kind of wanted Maxie there. I felt like Maxie could have been there. 
Yes, I feel like Maxie should have been there in like in in lieu of Lulu. <laughs> no, but exactly that, right? Curtis was there in lieu of Kevin, and I did feel like Maxie should have been there because it was so weird to me because I'm like, wow, like none of Luke's children could have made it. Right. Like, but I love, I like all the little details squeezed in. Like <laughs> Ethan and Lucky will be at the one in Amsterdam. There's an outbreak of cholera. <laughs> You'd have to quarantine. I was like, I loved all those little added details and explanations. Um, no, yeah, that was really good. And we got some nuggets for next week because we know that Kevin couldn't come because he has work and Esme couldn't come because she's volunteering. So I'm pretty sure Kevin's keeping a very close eye on Esme. <laughs> Ooh, good catch. So next week should be fun. <laughs> okay, so we did all of the things. It's the time now where we do the stars and the lines. Go for it, lady. Okay, so I just have stars. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to give a star to Brando and TJ. I love that they're back together. And I love yeah. that they've re-solidified their friendship. And seriously, I think TJ should be a therapist. Um, that's what I mean. Like, they're going deep, I find. And I like it in the, in, yes. the, in, the, in conversations in general. So that's why I'm going to give gold stars to Brandon and TJ. And also I'm giving gold stars to um, another duo, Carly and Sam. I love the deep conversations. Loving that. Me too. I totally agree with your stars. It was very raw moments and real moments to rebuild mm -hmm. on. So that yeah. was freaking amazing so i would have given the same stars uh some lines that i loved was when carly and sunny were having their conversation and sunny's like oh serious he's like carly you just have to trust how you feel about me it will tell you everything you need to know i was like dude really this is the advice I you're giving her <laughs> i think you're gonna need more than that right now because i don't think you know what she's feeling oh my gosh and there was this super cute moment with um, Portia and Terry and Terry's talking about dating and Portia's like, oh, Trina told me about an app. It's different than the other apps. It's about anonymous texting. No, no, before she even gets to that point, Terry's like, I have no interest in lip syncing. Oh, so oh I my like, God, I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay, and another thing that I thought was really sweet, you know, we were talking about Sam and Carly and a line that Sam kind of threw in. Right at the beginning of the conversation was like, I can put on a black t-shirt if you like. Oh, I did like that. I really liked that. That was really good. I, okay, I can't believe I forgot to mention this earlier, mm -hmm. but this was also one of those weird things. When when Britt was trying to call Sunny and Avery answered the phone, please explain <laughs> yes. to me how Avery saying, my daddy's not here and Mama Carly is not here, would signal to Britt that Carly moved out of the house. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, well, that's a reach, my friend. <laughs> right? Like, that added to the weirdness of those scenes. I'm like, what is actually going on right now? Yeah, that did not make a whole lot of sense to me. I thought it was completely bizarre that she just made such a jump to push them together. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, and there was one thing that made me think of you. So, which makes me think, you know, we're always like, maybe General Hospital is, like, actually spying on us. Okay. So on their Facebook page, I'm like, maybe they did follow us at Christmas about our little awards. Because this is the question that they put up on their page three days ago, I think. It said, which okay. Charles residents would you like to see cross paths <gasps> more often? Oh, my gosh. That was one of our categories <laughs> that I don't think we actually ended up posting. Right? But we, that was in my computer. <laughs> so I'm computer. a little scared, but excited at this evening. Yes. Yes. I did see that question. I was like, whoa, was that? Nope, not us. Not our <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We did it. 
This was a great week. Cannot wait for next week. That's a wrap, folks, and have an awesome weekend. Bye. Bye.